0: Two. <laughs> I'm Allison, delighted with myself, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful. We hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome. Than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, uh, Mr. Eric Robertson.
1: Good morning. It's early for us, by the way.
0: And by early, it is 9.40 a.m. Well, not, I just... not
1: like early in the day. It's early for <laughs> us to record a podcast. Usually it's a 11 o'clock or afternoon.
0: Yeah, so this is truly exciting. I feel like we should tell everybody what we did this morning well, what I did and I roped you into I was watching You've Got Mail.
1: The last third of it.
0: The last third, because I had started it. I was never like super into that movie. Mostly, probably, I was just trying to be contrary, which sounds like me.
1: Super in Seattle is so much better.
0: Well, and also, yeah, I just have other ones that I'm like more interested in. I mean, the concept of it all is fairly problematic, but... Yeah. Such as life, here for that. such as such as life. So we've had a great morning getting the kids to school and watching You've Got Mail.
1: Meg Ryan is so delightful. I had such a crush on her I when I was younger. Can,
0: there's no way that Meg Ryan can come up in passing or in any way without you saying that exact sentence. Well,
1: she uh, she was a big part of my teenage years.
0: Yeah, apparently. Welcome to episode 167. We are moving right along in our series of how to enjoy life even when your husband is in love with meg ryan no (laughs) no this is our series how to enjoy life even when and we've really enjoyed doing this series with you and this is the fifth of sixth in the series
1: that's crazy it's going so fast
0: life flies you don't stop and look around. And Let's want to- do it.
1: It's <laughs> feeling chaotic. <laughs>
0: so this is how to enjoy your life even when it feels like utter chaos, which is super appropriate for us right now because we had a conversation. You know, we didn't exactly know which episode we were going to do today. And we had a conversation just last night about everything feeling chaotic for you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah every once in a while, everything seems to be like crashing like so crazy and out of control. yeah, it's not I, all the time, but when it hits, it hits hard,
0: definitely. And what does that do for you like what is that like what is that feeling? like what are the things you notice that feel chaotic?
1: uh how does that
0: present?
1: I usually just get pretty solemn and start trying to work everything out in my mind.
0: You go really, really like inward
1: yeah yeah my mind just like races so i'm just like staying in my head and going through scenarios and cycling it's super super healthy
0: Mm-hmm. it's helpful too
1: yeah really helpful
0: <laughs> what are some of the things I mean last night you noticed a few things that kind of like were outside symptoms of feeling like things are out of control I can bring them up I yeah just, will you bring them up it feels less accusatory if I if you say it yourself
1: <laughs> no, you bring it up because there's so many things
0: well you were noticing that you were getting super mad at the kids for the house being messy yes that's a big one um I noticed for... an,
1: does anyone else out there have am I alone and just wanting a clean house. Is that too much to ask?
0: No, you're not alone. It's like literally something people talk about all the time. (laughs) It's it's like you talking about Meg Ryan, people just talk about it all the time. About your what? It's like how you talk about Meg Ryan, people just talk about it all the time. Oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) I just, I brought it up once last night.
0: I think another one is, and this has taken a long time for me to not take personally and for me to not make about me, but you also, you get into like a pretty specific, like if I, I was just laying face down on the bed because I was feeling really tired. As you can tell, we both sound a little bit sick and like you walk in and you have like a panic in your voice where you're like, wait, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just. I don't feel good. And you're like, emotionally, mentally, physically, like, like you kind of get into this, like you're assessing the situation and it's like in a, it's like in a more panicked mode. And so in the past, I'll feel pressure. Like I shouldn't feel those ways when in reality, you're just feeling out of control and, and making sure that I'm taken care of. And I feel okay. is just one of like many tasks on a list. Right. Yeah. And same with the kids and the house and work. It's it just we start to try to I think that's when I think that's when we go into like hyperactive over planning mode because we think it's going to bring order to the chaos. Mm-hmm. I think that a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way, it's actually been a super painful lesson and it's been mostly in work and work relationships that I like chaos And I function and operate within a decent amount of chaos. I used to feel like that was wrong and I needed to change that. So it's like this balance of like, I see it about myself, but then I can see how difficult it makes things for other people. Mm -hmm. Right? Especially when we're trying to plan something or like with work, you're, you know, people are trying to do tasks and I'm carrying all these things in my head and I like variety. I like impul like I like just being able to kind of I don't know. Like one of my favorite things lately to yell is I'm a free agent of chaos. And like that's a very like liberating happy place for me to be in. But it's not liberating and happy when I can see it being frustrating for the people around me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So like I just feel like I've had to really learn How to, one, not shame myself. So, because, like, my first tendency is, like, this is so bad about me. I need to get super organized. And essentially, I need to override my natural state of being and become something entirely different because this thing about me is frustrating for people. But at the same time... It's also delightful for people. And so then I started to feel resentful because I felt like you want me to be chaotic and impulsive and unpredictable, but not when it inconveniences you. And I'm talking about the proverbial you, whether it's the people I work with, like audiences, throwing events, doing parties. I mean, at the beginning, when I was throwing all those dance parties, sometimes I would turn those out. I would decide to throw a dance party and turn it out in like three weeks. I've had to take stock and realize it's like I overcorrected and I'm like, everything's going to be super planned out. But then that, that also made me miserable. Everyone around me felt a little less miserable because it was more organized, but I felt very miserable. Yeah. And so it has been a very painful back and forth lesson where Rather, and, and I say this, I say all of this because how to enjoy your life, even when it feels chaotic, let's look at your relationship with chaos. So as I'm talking about my relationship with chaos, as I was asking Eric how he notices what starts to happen when he feels chaotic... I'm doing this to hopefully just trigger some associations or some ideas. And maybe you're like, oh, I can relate to that. Or, oh, my partner must feel that way because I surely don't feel that way, but they might feel that way. Or my mom feels this way or my kid feels this way. So I think just hearing people's different relationships with the idea of chaos, with the idea of things being disorderly, or as I use the word variety and things changing up a lot, I think that very compassionately noticing how you feel about chaos is a really important part of being able to enjoy your life. And so for me, this relationship with chaos has been like, I I kind of love chaos in some ways, and then in other ways I don't. And so to not shame myself and feel like I have to change my entire nature because it can be frustrating for people who don't love chaos. Obviously, I'm pretty attracted to people that are more stable because I'm looking for that polarity. I'm looking for that balance. And I've realized where I have a very, very high tolerance for chaos in the work I do. Lots of aspects of my life I have. I don't like to move around a lot. I don't necessarily care if I, like, go to a different place for vacation. I don't care if I go to different restaurants. Like, there's a lot of things in my life where, like, I'm super happy just keeping them the same. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can see, and this this really, the way that I learned this and really was able to observe it is through my brand school, where we would talk about human needs psychology a lot. And one of a cor- the core human needs is the need for consistency, but also a core human need is the need for variety. And so just noticing the different places in your life where... Right, I just feel like it's helpful. Well, yeah, is this helpful? Yeah, it is
1: helpful because uh, chaos isn't all bad, and we'll get we'll get into that. Like, there's certain type of chaos I love. I love social chaos. Oh my gosh, I love awkward situations, and it's like my hell. Yeah, so. I don't in, like, in the
0: past, I'm I'm more okay with it now. Yeah,
1: I, like the British Office is the greatest show that I've ever. I would love to live in that. I mean, I love that type of like social chaos. You don't know what's yeah. gonna happen. Cringy, cringy. I, it's yeah. it's like the best that that like stimulates me. I just enjoy it when situations get awkward. I don't like chaos in my house. I don't like a messy house. I don't like. Um,
0: but I've I've definitely noticed that when you feel chaos in other areas the house becomes your first like go to of fixing do you see what i'm saying yeah like you're you are not as bothered by it when you're feeling less chaotic in other areas and so so that's what i've just noticed like throughout our marriage throughout our life like you being like i just need the house like this i just need the house like this this is actually more it's i'm not saying it hasn't been always but like it it feels more recent because i f- i feel like you've been feeling like there's chaos in other areas where you don't like to feel chaos
1: that could be true but also our kids are getting older and the messes are getting more complicated that's true too like the house is and has then, passed thresholds of where i think it's okay
0: well also there i don't know we've got four cats so there's uh, that <laughs> i'm not
1: i'm i'm not in charge of that one <laughs> that's all you oops. that's all you oops i mean they're cute though
0: they are so cute.
1: So the point is is chaos often just has a negative connotation to it. But what's so cool is there's another way to look at it. Yeah. Chaos is the catalyst. It means change is coming or it's the catalyst for change, something big, something positive. So chaos can be a positive energy. It doesn't have to be negative. It's kind of how we look at it. Okay, things are getting chaotic. I feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. But now this can be something where I can change something or a system can change or we can change and so it, it it doesn't have to be a negative thing
0: yeah and so my my very favorite example is the butterfly transforming because it's such a tangible visualization of metamorphosis the butterfly the caterpillar literally turns to mush that would feel very chaotic as a caterpillar you'd be like, my body is changing, my needs are changing, my sense of self is changing, I didn't have wings before, and now I do have wings, right? Um, but this incredible transformation, so chaos is this Oh my gosh! I just think of um, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park when he's mm-hmm. talking about chaos theory oh, yeah. and he, the water droplet like yeah. on the hand, and he's getting all like Jeff Goldblumy when he's talking about chaos. <laughs> 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 you know, but but chaos, chaos uh, precedes uh, metamorphosis. Chaos precedes. Great change. Chaos proceeds, whether it's the catalyst or whether it's a byproduct. I don't think we necessarily just need to look at chaos as something that, okay, oh, I'm feeling chaotic. I need to fix it, right? I feel like chaos is, wow, this feels chaotic. And it could be because it is chaotic. But it also invites us into a deeper sense of surrender. The other morning, I woke up and I felt super anxious. I felt really, really anxious. And I write to process things. And this is what I... I'm going to share with you guys what I wrote because it it really helped... I don't know. It, it really has kind of blown my mind. <laughs> and I wrote... I look for change, I long for change, but what is it I really want to change? My bank account, my body, my success, my opportunities, my acceptance. And then I went through each of those things and I thought about it, I tried to think about it really objectively. But my bank account changes daily. Often when we're talking about change and chaos, it's like we want things to change, but we want them to change in a very specific way. So this is what I was realizing is like, I'm like my bank, my bank account does change daily. My body functions with more ease than a year ago. Even if I don't feel like as attractive, and I don't feel, you know, I'm I'm having all of these other things. Like it has changed. So I want my body to change, but how do I want it to change? I, there's so much societal pressure on on men and women. Like this idea of our body changing is a bad thing, which is just absolutely insane because unless it
1: changes towards one direction unless
0: it changes towards the, the direction of perceived attractiveness absolutely my success is and always will be subjective so at this point she's a shiny shiny object and i'm a magpie and in the past if i'm really honest a lack of apparent opportunities has always yielded projects filled with joy so my acceptance is the only thing that truly needs to change or that i want to put in the energy to change why? Because damn it all to hell, accepting myself exactly as is, is the one thing, one thought, one action that always, without freaking fail, changes everything. And so I wrote that and I was like literally mind blown where I was like, how counterintuitive does it feel that acceptance is actually the only thing that will change anything? Like truly, like, truly change. Because from that place of acceptance. I'm not fighting the chaos. From that place of acceptance I say this this chaotic feeling, this out of control feeling around my body, my bank account, my opportunities, my success, whatever the chaotic feeling is around my relationships, my sense of self, I accept this chaos and in accepting this uncertainty we're allowing we're allowing it to happen rather than fighting it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: totally. That's so it's such a cool perspective. It helps me see chaos is not such an impending dark thing. I was reading this article this morning about it, and it suggests that it says chaos tends to have a negative connotation, but what if it is a positive instead of a negative force? What if it is necessary for us to fulfill our potential? Mm. And this doctor, his name is Dr. Robert Builder, he says, the truly creative changes and the big shifts occur right at the edge of chaos. And I like that you were saying that these that these big shifts and changes don't necessarily come from anything you're going to do. It could be from your acceptance of the change coming. Yeah. To be able to embrace the new and be excited for the new, the possibilities. So when things are chaotic, you know something has to break, something has to change, something's about to give. And instead of cringing and white-knuckling, it could be like, hey, let's have a little bit of curiosity for this. Let's yeah. see what new system's going to come from this. Let's see what new art or new family structure or relationship, you know, what, what can be, what what can come from this and be excited for it instead of dreading. Yeah. When, when you dread something, the outcome, it might surprise you, but it could, could also just be dread. You could just dread it and it, it doesn't, it, the beauty of it won't appear to you because you're not looking for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I really, I really like that. I think the, the feelings of chaos and anxiety and chaos and panic, I think, Without even meaning to, we kind of are using them and use them interchangeably yeah. to, to mean almost the same thing. As I am in this really new phase of life in my career, in my relationships, and how I want to move through the world, it can be so hard to not look back. It can be so hard to not look back in shame, to not look back and mourn things that were. It can be so difficult to not look back in anger, to not look back in outrage, to not look back, just to not look back. I think this truly is a, a function of having lived life like, people hurt you. You get hurt. You make mistakes. And we can live our whole lives creating a new contract of being to avoid those mistakes or to, you know, not feel the shame around those. That's why this idea of acceptance and self-forgiveness and and deciding that you get to change for me, is one of the most like beautiful ways to embrace the chaos, right? Just like you said it in that article, it precedes great shifts. We don't necessarily have to do anything. The chaos is the thing that's happening, and the thing to do is be able to compassionately withstand it. Let it play. Let just, yeah, just let it play. It has been really, really helpful for me because it is just so easy for me to like I have stats, I have numbers. I literally can compare this current version of Allison to past Allison in very concrete ways. It's not some abstract reality. Like I I can I can do that. I can say here's the social media followers. Here's how much money I was making. Here's these markers of success. Here's this here's this here's this. And then here's how it is now, right? I can do this direct comparison of before and after. And I can also continue to look back by saying well this person says this happened and I say this happened and this is their version of events and like now I've healed and that version of events is BS and I'm right like I'm mad that I let myself go along with that and and be taken advantage I mean I can go on and on <laughs> and ultimately and I do go and I do let myself play those things out and and be mad like in a way that I didn't used to but ultimately, I get to decide to die each day and wake up new the next day. I get to decide. In my in my book, in the 12th shift, I talk about jumping in the river of joy. I believe I talked about this a few weeks ago, but that I was thinking about, like, Why do I keep talking about flow and living in the flow? Because you think about flow in a river, it can be really chaotic. There can be rapids. There can be waterfalls. But living in that flow is returning to this river of joy. Every time we come back to this river of joy and we like dunk ourselves in this river and we go with the flow, it's like this baptism. And as I was thinking about the symbolism of baptism by immersion, it is symbolic of death completely submerged in water and and rising from it. And so that that symbolism of dying each day and letting the past die, learning from it what we can, but truly allowing it to die and knowing that the present moment is really all we have, it is like the most peaceful, beautiful surrender to the chaos that is the current moment. Not surprisingly or surprisingly, when I do that, it feels less chaotic. And by chaotic, I mean stressful.
1: Yeah, that's it's so interesting too. When I think back on chaos, chaos in my life, it doesn't all it doesn't last. It's usually a, my mindset. Now there can be external things that are very difficult and are chaotic, but it, it, it's always my response to it. Yeah, labeling that it's chaotic. There's this really cool story. There's a that reminds me of this principle. There's a there's a cave by where we live called Tempanoga's Cave. And I went up there and we hiked it and they told us these stories about how it was discovered. And these this family, there's a bunch of bunch of people, I think in the early 1900s, 1800s, it doesn't really matter. But they were dropping, They'd they'd go down these ropes hundreds of feet to go to the bottom and it's pitch black. Well, one time they were, I think one of the guys had fainted or blood pressure was low and they had to like pull him up and he mm. was unconscious and they're, they're pulling him up and then somehow he dropped and they don't even, so he drops into this like abyss, but and and it was actually like this huge blessing. He lived. I don't even think he broke a bone and they, and he lived because he did, he wasn't, if he, if he would have been conscious, he would have been clenching and holding and he would have broken oh. stuff and died. But his body was so like limp and just free flowing that he just slid and didn't fight and he totally lived it's like this amazing miracle that's always been this powerful image for me when i'm like fighting life and like clenching and and trying to hold on i noticed that that's when that's the hardest is when i'm resisting that story just like is will always stay with me to to represent exactly what you're saying is is letting letting things flow. Now, when things are there's a caveat when things are cha- chaotic and you can take action to improve the situation, obviously do that. That is flow. Flow doesn't mean sitting back and detaching from everything. Flow means That's actually numbing. Yeah, that's numbing. <laughs> flow flow to me is your intuition like Being at peace, observing, having faith that this will pass, and being able to take inspired action. There's so much action and flow. It's not sitting back, numbing, and waiting for things to pass.
0: Yeah, I really like that. It reminded me of another visual. And then I have like my best concrete action item. If life is feeling chaotic for you, other than the—essentially what we're talking about this entire time is a mindset shift. I think that we've talked about examining your relationship with chaos. Notice if you're using the word chaos interchangeably with out of control, anxiety, panic— are you maybe in a time of action or are you feeling like you should be in action when maybe the most compassionate thing to do is to have non-action like Eric is talking about, that idea of surrendering. It reminds me of my brother Kirk, my oldest brother. He was certifying in scuba diving. I, I'm certified in scuba diving as well. I've actually not recently, but I've, I've scuba, di- scuba dove a lot of places. He was messing around with some of his friends and they got turned around and they didn't know and it was really murky like it was like silty and the water was murky and they didn't know which way was up and which was way was down which if that's not like the perfect visualization of chaos what is I remember my, my mom was telling me the story and she said Kirk how did you how did you realize which way was up which way to, to travel and he said i i all of this i started to panic you know he started started to to freak out he said and then i realized that the bubbles would be moving upward the bubbles would be traveling towards the surface which depending on how your brain operates that might be a no duh for me that's like something that i wouldn't have just jumped to right <laughs> And so I really like that visual, too, because I think that it's this idea of sometimes it is taking the step to sit back and see where, like, those bubbles of lightness... Those, those little bubbles of, of, of captured joy, like which way are they traveling? And that's the life-affirming direction. And so if you are feeling in a place, and this is the perfect time of the year for it, right? We're, we're worried about traveling, about budgets, about gift-giving, about businesses. There's a lot of um, business projects that happen in, in Q4. There's just a lot going on at this time of year. And then also the world feels super, super chaotic right now and uncertain uh, lots of rumors and talks and uh, I mean there's just a, there's a lot it feels like a lot is happening. When I start to feel that other utter chaos, that utter utter panic and like I have to fix everything at once, I like to ask and I like to ask God, you can ask your highest self, you can journal, you can sit with it. What's the one thing? Okay, like what's okay? I can only do one thing at a time. And what's the one thing that should happen or, or not should, what's the one thing that if it happened today would move me in that direction of like, which way the bubbles are going up, right? Like, what's the one thing? And if you focus on the one thing, because you, you can't, you can't simultaneously heal your body, clean your house show up for your kids fix a relationship with a sibling or a friend you can't simultaneously do all of that at once and when you feel like you need to or you have to it paralyzes you and so when I start to feel paralyzed when I feel that you know analysis paralysis I go okay everybody everybody all the voices all the panic everybody just back up what's one thing what's the one thing and for me, I woke up feeling anxious. I woke up feeling upset about some things. And for me, the one thing today to do is to let the past go. It's just to let it go. Just let it die. Bury it, honor it, learn from it. Decide that I get I get to be I get to be new every day. And if I try to carry all of that past chaos or baggage or shame or anger or resentment if i try to carry that with me it just it just it just keeps me stagnant and frustrated and heavy feeling and sad i don't let it go to be a good person i don't let it go because that's the right thing to do i don't let it go for any reason other than it is the most compassionate life-affirming soul-expanding choice and that's it I mean holding on will do nothing and letting go before I'm ready that's that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is allowing myself to let go grieve day by day what needs to be grieved but just let go and that's for me that was the thing that was the one thing for me so I so my question to you How to enjoy life even when it feels like chaos, like utter chaos. everything we've talked about, hopefully this conversation, you know, we don't want to give you a bunch of to do's all the time. It's just like by listening, hopefully you've been able to sort out some thoughts and get some ideas of like, oh, that's helping me understand I'm actually feeling this way. But if I was going to say like one thing that maybe is like an actionable, what's the one thing today? And, and not like I get that done and then, then there's another thing, like just just one what's going to clear the channel up what's going to clear the pathway up that has been helping me a lot recently to just um, keep moving keep moving forward in a compassionate really really kind way for myself
1: that's beautiful thank you well done
0: well we are we're enjoying life even in its utter chaos sir
1: we're doing it whee! we are doing it
0: that's actually one of my favorite things to say these days is <laughs> You know, because we have, I've been traveling back to back to back. I have found that as a as a trick, and it's kind of like my like verbal letting go is a wee
1: (laughs) Like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah, like I'm on a
0: roller coaster. Can't control it. Yeah, I'm like I can't control it. I'm just going with the flow. We're gonna be headed to Nashville and Atlanta this weekend. So, um, what day is that? Today's
1: Wednesday. We'll be there. I'm gonna look at the calendar. Friday. And Saturday, Friday in Atlanta and Saturday in Nashville. On the
0: eighteenth, we're going to be in Atlanta at Shop Bombshell, and at night Come on the nineteenth, we're going to be in Nashville at. Red Bicycle, Crepes, and Coffee. And there is more info about those. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, we would love to see you. <gasps> Somebody from the podcast, was it Betsy? I think it was Betsy. Yeah. She came to your beautiful I know. listening party. It was so great. And she came up and she's like, I'm, I came from the podcast. And we like, probably well, look
1: familiar. I'm like, who are you? And she said, well, you don't know me, but I heard about the event on your podcast. I'm like,
0: oh, my gosh. Like, you don't, you guys don't understand. When you come up and tell us that, we like freak the freak out. Like
1: <laughs> we're, just, we're just sitting in a dark studio in the basement. Yeah. You know, we, we don't, we don't know who's listening. We yeah. and so then if,
0: if we say like, Hey, we would love for you to come here. And then you come, we like,
1: that was so cool. It's so exciting. I hope, you, I hope, I hope she enjoyed the event.
0: Yeah, I know she did. She was so great. Well, she told me she did. So we want to thank you guys just for being here and being a part of this and for striving to enjoy your life even though it's not easy, even though there's hard things happening, even though, man, oh, man, chaos can feel like death. Confusion can feel like death. Um, I like chaos, but I hate confusion. You guys might think that's the same thing, and maybe it is, but for me, I don't know. I'm okay with one and not the other. (laughs) We appreciate reviews so much. It has been so much Fun getting to travel. Nashville and Atlanta will be the two last places for the year. Book tour stops, getting to talk to people about the book and hear their feedback about the book. My favorite, favorite thing that has been said to me about the book is it's not a self help book. We're talking about my book, You're Already Awesome, of course, which came out just this past August one of my, the readers said to me, it's not like a self-help book, it's a self-acceptance book. Ooh, that's so cool. Isn't that so nice? Yeah. And so we thought we would read a review. Yeah, these reviews And I'm are... pretty sure that this person was part of the read-along and also left a review and listens to the podcast. That's why I'm feeling so confident to say that if you are Christy who left a review on Amazon about my book, you guys don't even understand how much reviews help and they make such a difference. We appreciate them so so, Christy, you can shoot us an email to awesomewithalison at Show.com. We're going to send you a gratitude journal. Eric, do you want to read that review? Yeah, this
1: is from Christy. She says, this book is so healing, like having a best friend pump you up whenever you need. I love that she gives you a specific method to put into practice now. Highly recommend it to anyone who, that is a struggling perfectionist and so critical all the time of themselves. You'll love it.
0: oh Thank you, Christy, darling. I love you. That It just means so much. And uh, really, really grateful to get to have these types of conversations with you. There's truly nothing else that I would rather talk about um, or, or make my life's work. There's nothing else I'd rather make my life's work. And there's no one else I'd rather share it with. Eric Robertson, I love you. Love you too. And I love you guys out there. And I want to remind you, and I do mean this from the very bottom of my heart, that only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be. Oh, what a relief! Let's just feel that awesomeness, my friends. Uh, a way to feel it, feel it, feel it. You know, it's like the podcast, but like an application. Uh, Self acceptance, loving, well thought out steroids is my book. You're already awesome. Another way to feel it is by listening to Mr. Eric Robertson's music.
1: Oh my gosh! What do you, you got for us, baby boy? Uh, this is this is a, another one from my new album, which is now out. I'll put the link. You can stream the whole thing. This song is called Snowstorm on halloween and i love this song because obviously the memory it invokes and why i made it but my one of my best friends clint burton made a video to it and it showed us like in college and in high school having tons of fun all of our friends and then it switches and then it shows all of our kids
0: it's really sweet so it
1: involved evolves into something beautiful so this this uh, song is called snowstorm on halloween from my new album nostalgia i'll also link the youtube of what we premiered all the videos that people made for these songs so that'll be in the show notes if you want to uh watch that that would be awesome